This is Pod's Burgers, a podcast chronicling a Bob's Burgers obsession. Always in trouble. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Mm-mm. I'm just gonna. It's been way too long. I'm just gonna call this um, what just happened our summer vacation. Let's just do that, shall we? Okay. The problem is I leave for Michigan on July 16th, mm-hmm. and we don't join up for another week after that, right? Yeah. Are you going to bring the mic with you? <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's talk. Okay. Um, I mean, do we even remember how to do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do we even want to try to remember how long it's been? Oh, it's, it's been, a, I think, I think it's a month. Yeah. yeah. It's been a month. Here's the thing. We still have a significant number of listeners according to our statistics. So what the hell are you guys doing? I mean, thank you. Well, they just got here. <laughs> they have a few things to listen to. I guess and you're catching up. I don't know. It's good stuff. Look, you know, it's, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. My, my dog is still alive. Mm-hmm. Everybody, thanks for being understanding and sending well wishes. She's actively trying to kill herself on a regular basis though she um tried to eat a spider trap at jen's house just now and then they were closing the garage door and she was like um nbd i'm gonna run under this so yeah i don't know what's going on with her okay anyway so my dog is elderly and stupid and apparently alert happy and busy so cute though (laughs) she really is she's very adorable um yeah, I don't, I don't, it's, it's to the point where I don't even know, I don't even have like pre-show show stuff to talk about. I, it's, oh, I don't know for, for me, it's, um, I mean, we pretty much have been keeping people up to date about what's going on. It's a lot yeah. of new work stuff for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of dog trying to die stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the basement flood mm-hmm. and all of that shenanigans over at our house yeah i um i've been in a in a funk unlike funks i've had before but not like a good funky no, funk not like it, everything gonna be funky nope not like lee dorsey no it's it's been not talking to people that i love and cherish and just kind of staying in the house and i was telling chris the archivist before we um, started recording that I ate almost an entire thing of haagen ice cream last night. And Brittany knows this about me. That is not something I do. Not for not any other, really. like, who cares? Like, eat haagen ice sure. cream. It's just not a thing that I do. Well, um, first of all, that's a lot of ice cream to put in your tiny little stomach. <laughs> really? <laughs> Jen does not eat... It tasted eat, so good, though. She does not eat a lot at, at one sitting, mm-hmm. and so to consume an inordinate amount like that is, is, um, it says a lot about, well, you needed some comfort. I did. You know, if I ate an entire container of haagen ice cream, considering how ice cream causes me belly issues, yeah, I would just have to like close myself in a closet all night. Yeah. It's disgusting. I did, uh, I did a 10 K last Saturday. Yes. Some of our listener friends follow my personal social media accounts. So you saw that if so, but, um, and this is only of note. I mean, I'm a runner. I do races and we talk about them from time to time, but 
in this race, I vomited on the side of the street. I was wondering if you were going to say that. She told me the saddest story. And, you know, I've come pretty close to puking in races before. This wasn't even because it was only a mile and a half in and there wasn't even any elevation gain. So a mile and a half for me, just because I run a lot, I'm not fast or anything. It's Mm -mm. not. I can run. I start to get tired around mm, five-ish probably. Yeah, but then you you get that second wind. Yeah. I mean, I I did a half marathon and I was fine the whole time. So it's, you know, anyway, the point is... I was not fine the whole time. (laughs) Spoiler. A mile and a half in, I I have really super, super sensitive ears. I had really bad ear infections a lot when I was a kid. And I think they are just, they're just more sensitive than most people's ears. And about a mile and a half in, they got really, really super cold. And it felt like somebody was stabbing me in the head with an ice pick. Yeah, and it hurt so bad, I started to get nauseated. So it hurts on the insides of your ears is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And it's not just your... Because your ears are connected. It's like ear, nose, and throat, right? So right. It's, it's your whole head, throat, chest. Everything feels like you're getting stabbed. It hurts so bad. And I have a pretty high pain threshold too, but anyway... You were just I like, just started getting nauseated and finally good. I ran off the trail and puked and God bless the people in the race. They kept, you know, stopping and kind of, are you, do you need what? And I was vomiting and wildly waving them away. Yeah. Like just let me puke. But that's, that's the thing is in, at ra- when but, we do Ragnar. But if they had just, just, just to finish that thought. Right. If they had run past what assholes. That's, that's what I mean. <laughs> so I have seen numerous people vomiting at Ragnar and what you do or what, what's usually considered etiquette, at least in my mind, I don't, nobody's ever told me this, but I, I I check. And then if they just say, go on, you leave them. Mm -hmm. You don't sit there and hover over them. They got it under control. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure they didn't, I didn't see them because I was busy puking. But there were a few people who stopped, so it was like you this. should have just thumbs up. Just yeah. I'm great, I'm good. I'm just, yeah. just. And then I had to stand there. I had to do that thing where you, where you kind of hunch over and you put your hands on your knees. Yeah, and breathe real deep. Yeah, and then people kept stopping there, and I, I wanted to, you know, and I, and I kind of waved them on too. I didn't want to breathe my barf breath on them by talking to them. You'd just be like, I puked. So then, so then I had to walk a little bit and drink drink a bunch of water. But then I, I finished. I ran the rest of the way. Yeah, and she was she was telling me um, the one race you're not with me. It's true. <laughs> and I'm like I'm I'm sorry. I'm still dealing with my foot issues. Yeah. So you know we're gonna have to figure that out for the uh, 15k in Seattle because that's soon. Did I sign up for a 15? I thought I signed up for a 10. I'm oh, pretty sure God. it was a 10. Okay, good. As long as it's a 10, I think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. I think that's all I have. Yeah, I um, just, you know, for me, it's it's just a lot of um, mentally being exhausted. Physically exhausted as well, but mentally exhausted. Because it's really hard for me to deal with... Is she carpet swimming? What Mm-mm. is she doing? No. Okay. She just had a little, little, little sneeze. Little sneeze. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to deal with um, a loved one 
being that ill. And because she's so old, like the first thing that comes into my head every single time is like, is this, is this This the one? Is this the one? And so, I mean, she acts totally normal now. I mean, we took her in. She had pancreatitis. They hospitalized her for one night. She came home. She rested all weekend. And it's like she is a brand new dog. Like, yeah. I, she will, like this morning I sang her her breakfast song and she howl sang, sang along with me. Sang, sang. She was, and it was fucking adorable. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate you so much right now that you would do this. So, yeah. So it was, you know, physically I could have rallied and come over and, and recorded, but I just felt like, I, I felt wrung out on the inside. Mm-hmm. Just raw. I mean. Same. I cried. And I didn't even have a sick dog. I cried so hard and so long at the vet's office. Mm -hmm. I think I was alarming people. Mm -hmm. Like, even people, they're like, they're in a pet hospital. Yeah. And they were looking at me like, get your shit together, woman. So, anyway. I mean, I I cry long and hard at my therapist, but it's a little different. and then you feel you don't all, have people wandering by wondering what the fuck is no, going on with you. And, so and it's expected when you're at your therapist's office. Yeah. When I had, well, um, I guess it's kind of expected at the vet. Depending, yes, and that's why I was so surprised that people were just so. I mean, I guess they were like, "Well, we didn't tell you she's dying. What the hell is wrong with you?" But it was just so distressing because she is such a happy, alert little dog, mm-hmm. and to see her just in pain. And obviously just, I mean, she was just firing from both ends mm-hmm. and it was just awful and messy and I... Sweet little asshole. Yeah, she really is. She's just a fucking dick. But um, but yeah, I mean, things are reasonably better. Um, we had tacos tonight. So as I was leaving the office this afternoon, one of my coworkers walks by and goes, I thought you said you were headed home. What are you just still doing here? And I was like, oh, um... I just had to finish um, sending taco gifts to my sister and get ones back from her. And he's like, uh, like you do. We spent a long time sending really taco gifts back and forth time. to each other today. And they were great. <laughs> and w- the, here's the thing. You can't send just any taco gift. You have to curate your taco gifts. Mm-hmm. So it takes some time. To scroll through, find right. just the right ones. And I feel like there was not a bummer in the bunch. No, there was not. Um, there were some that were just um, just slightly better than others. Like the one, the llama, eating yeah. the taco yeah. that you sent me. That one was spot on. I feel like that on. was a goat. Either way, that thing that was eating the taco <laughs> was amazing. But I did, I think I won because I sent a, um, I think it was a, it wasn't a golden retriever, was it? It was a, it was a golden it was a retriever. So it was a golden retriever and somebody uh, captured slow motion of them tossing it a taco. Mm-hmm. and Which and you shouldn't do. No. But it's fine. It was so good. Every he, once in a while. That dog caught it perfectly. And my was dog's like, never had a taco. Nom. So good for them. What are you eating? Oh, God. What are you eating? Hey. Okay, it's fine. Lay down, buddy. Just yeah. don't eat that anymore. You're eating hair. Stop. He's eating hey. it. He's eating it. Stop! God. Get him on the couch next to Chris. He loves it. Get up. He's not allergic at all. There you go. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, 
Tacos are very important. End of story. Okay. All right. Yep. Should we start? Yeah. 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 My nose itches. We're starting now. Okay. We obviously don't know what we're doing anymore. Well, hi. Hello, friends. It's Podsburgers. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jen. Here we are. It's been so long. In our shambles of lives. <laughs> Other than the time before we actually started this podcast, this is the longest time before we recorded. We are just shuffling around among the detritus. For those of you who maybe skip and you skipped all that beginning part, you just missed all the reasons why we haven't been here. We, uh, we just like to talk about shit. Um, all kinds. And for those of you who are still here with us... Both the people we have not heard from and the people that we do continue to hear from. Thank you. And God bless every one of your heads. Oh, yes. And, you know, the rest of you, too. That, that's, um, I mean, your heads are really cute. Though. Yeah. Let's be real. And it is my goal to ensure that Brittany gets access to our Instagram account. Yes. As well as changing our website form to point to the Pods Burgers email address instead of my own because... Oh, have you been getting email? Brittany is going to be really unhappy with me, but I am woefully behind responding uh, to people. Oh. And I, I've read them all. I loved them all. I'm sorry. I've been legitimately I depressed. I read them too. I know. I know. I know. Will I'm going to make it happen. Will you send them to me? Yes. Okay, um, thanks. So every one of you love you. Yes. Um, Good stuff. And did you see my uh, drunken response to um, one of our dear listener friends who was asking for running tips? I didn't know it was drunken, oh, yeah. but I saw the response. I was like, because I went to respond and then I was like, I'm so depressed. And I didn't. And I, then I went back later and I was like, oh, of course she took I was like fucking three martinis in and I'm like running. Yes, bitch. <laughs> and I just laid it out for her. That's so good. It was and, really and nice. And it was all very good advice. Oh, good, 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 good. It's everything I would have said. Pringles and chocolate milk after, not during. And also running is not about being fast. Nope. And running is not about going far. Nope. Running is a mental thing mm -hmm. where you just get in your head. This is what I'm going to be doing for the next X amount of time. And you do it for whatever amount of time and a whatever amount of distance and whatever amount of speed. And you treat it like kind of a Zen moment and yep. you have time with yourself mm -hmm. or you don't if you're not into running. Yeah. That's, that's basically how it totally is. Totally fine too. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have just a couple of housekeeping items. Okay, dokie. I should have way more after a month, but I haven't kept notes, so whatever. Oh, um, all right, cool. The only, well, actually, I only, I really only have one and then a podcast recommendation. Um, so the season 10 release date was published. Oh, I saw that. It, it will be Sunday, September 29th. So everybody start, you know, warming up the, what? I don't know. <laughs> Your genitals? I don't know. Warm something up. Please. Don't. I mean, you can if you... Don't, sure. Don't watch. Your, your genitals are probably pretty warm. Please don't watch with your genitals because it's I, not... It's whatever. No shame. Uh, um, you can't see with your genitals, Jen. <laughs> I don't care how... Yeah. 
accommodating you are. Anyway, so that's pretty exciting, right? You can't see with your genitals. Okay. Yes, I actually uh, took a screen cap of it and I was going to post it and then Mm -hmm. totally forgot because usually I ask you to do it on Instagram and push it to the others and I don't have access. Um, Okay, and then the other thing is that... I have been listening to the podcast Race Chaser mm-hmm. with Alaska Thunderfuck. Oh, I love Alaska. And Willem. Oh, I love Willem. And I've known about this podcast for a while. It's, it's, it's a recap show for RuPaul's Drag Race. And if you've listened to any number of the episodes of Pods Burgers, you know how obsessed I am with RuPaul's Drag Race. In fact... If I felt that I could do it justice, we could probably have a RuPaul's Drag Race um, podcast too. Ooh, yeah. But the reason why I think we should not is because the beauty of Race Chaser is that it is not only two drag queens talking about drag queens. It is two drag queens who have been on that show. Right. So they actually know. Yes. And, and I was, but I've always been resistant to, to, uh, listening to this podcast and this is the reason why I always thought why do I want to listen to a podcast where they talk about a show that I watched that's what we do (laughs) I I was speechless just then here's the thing it's like brilliant it's it's an absolutely amazing podcast not it's not I mean it's pretty loose like it's not scripted. It's just them riffing off of each other. And yeah. sometimes they go off onto these weird tangents. Yes. And <laughs> this is what I'm saying, but it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. am eating it up and, and they are going to go through and talk about every season. Oh, wow. So I have Did a lot to listen to. Have they, so they've, they're talking about season one right now. Well, they've done season one. They did part of season two and then they paused to do, I'm trying to remember if they even started season two, but they paused because the current uh, All Stars season at the time started. So they talked about that, and then they just finished season eleven, which just wrapped. Okay, so so I listened to season eleven first because it was the one that I had just watched. Right, and then now I'm listening to uh, All Stars, which is what I watched just prior to that, and then I'm going to go back and listen to the others. But they're they're you know going to go through all of them. So I will yeah. have a lot to, to listen to. And Willem is so smart. I know. I'm telling he you. He intimidates me so much. Yeah. Uh, he's beautiful. He is just a striking yes. human being. And Alaska is such a genuinely kind Per, like and you don't weird. really get a lot of that on you get some of it on RuPaul's Drag Race, but listening to the podcast, Alaska is so sweet, yeah. just a sweet person who doesn't want to talk shit about anybody. Right. Well, I think when I think Alaska probably because um, her stage presence is intended to be that shock. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? There's a specific name for that type of drag. Um, that she and, um, Sharon needles do Mm -hmm. anyway. I don't think that she necessarily tried to downplay, uh, that she was kind, Mm -hmm. but the, the persona is supposed to be shocking Mm -hmm. and out there. And, you know, 
I know a lot of very, very weird, very, very kind people. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Anyway. All right. So um, I looked up, I don't even remember how I got here, but um, I just looked up LGBTQ plus characters on Bob's Burgers Mm -hmm. and found a list. Um, I don't know if it's an exhaustive list, but it was, I thought it was very interesting. Um, So first and foremost, Bob Belcher. Mm-hmm. Definitely bi. bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshmallow. Yeah. Little King Trashmouth. Mm-hmm. And his husband, Gary. Yep. Uh, Dalton Crespin. Mm-hmm. Miss Triple J- Xmas. Hmm? Dame Judy Brunch is Dalton. Right. Yes. He's, Go on. Yeah. He's from the Brunch Squatch. Brunch. Is that what it's called? And he's also in. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Triple Xmas one. Uh, the Bleakening. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> My dog is basically eating his back leg. Oh. Okay, go on. Um, Marbles, who's um, one of... Yeah. Okay. Sheesh cab Bob. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the butcher that Bob says is out of his league. Yes. Um, Melissa. And mm-hmm. I can't tell if that's because they just put a wig on Melissa. No. Uh, Melissa and Bob share a kiss at the end of that oh, episode. Oh, right. Okay. Then you have Cha-Cha, who is also part of Sheesh cab Bob. Um, Duval, Glitter, um, that's it. Okay. So, uh, who is Duval? Um. Oh, he's the, he's the chef on the, um. Oh, yes. On the, yes. the, on, uh, the cruise line. Mutiny on the Windbreaker. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was it. I just, I you oh, know. Oh, is that? Okay. I just, I, I wanted to celebrate Yes, let's pride, do it. Let's you know? do it. Okay, um. Yeah, so I think that that's it. I think that Let's talk you're about- the one doing the recap. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and admit we're talking about um, PTA. It ain't so mm-hmm. today, and I'm gonna go ahead and admit this is not my favorite episode. Yeah, it's um, it was nice. We, we say this a lot. It was nice to watch it another time through because I had to refresh my memory, right? Because it it's been a billion years. Um, it actually was. Uh, it has a lot of delightful lines in it. It's not... It has its moments. Yeah, it's not the strongest episode, but it does have a couple of things that I'm like, oh, I, you know, mm-hmm. especially Jean has a couple of things that are just... Really I have dear. my theories about why I didn't love it so much or why it wasn't as successful for me. And I also have some suggestions as to what could have made it better, but we can get to that oh. when we... okay. Go forward. All right. You are doing the recap this time. So PTA, it ain't so. Um, Just a note. I just, I have to point it out. Um, In the opening credits, uh, the name of the pest control van is Into the Spider Hearse. Mm -hmm. And considering that um, that's an excellent movie, Into the Spider-Verse, and Chris is obsessed. Um, Okay. So the A story is that, um, so it opens in the... In the restaurant, and they are unpacking this enormous amount of toilet paper for, for no reason. I kept expecting the toilet paper to come back into the episode, yeah. but it doesn't. And um, we can hear Teddy in the background struggling to fix their dishwasher. Um, that's part of the B story. Um, and then Linda says, I've got to go to a PTA meeting. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that um, we can choose my theme for the fundraiser, but I, you know, it's, we were having, oh my gosh, what's the woman's name? I wrote it down. Joanne. No, Colleen. Colleen Caviello. 
Colleen Caviello, this is not the first time we've seen her. She yeah. was uh, she was in the one where they had the spaghetti dinner. Spaghetti Western and Meatballs yes. is her first appearance in yeah. season one, which is a truly brilliant piece of surreal art. You yes. should go back and rewatch that yeah. one. It's very With strange. With choo-choo mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, Linda's worried because Colleen is running for the treasurer. Is it treasurer? It's yes. treasurer, right? For the um, the PTA group that she's in, and um, she thinks she's going to ruin everything. And she goes to the PTA meeting, and um, Joanne, as Jen mentioned, is the PTA president, and um, she she does magical things. Everybody admires her. She's upbeat. She gets stuff done. Um, she's a smooth talker. Um, she's able to make, um, a lot of the ideas of the people in the PTA come to life and be successful. There was one woman who came up with, uh, real punks don't flunk. And then, uh, um, what was her name? Jo, Joanne. Joanne. Jojo. Sorry. I didn't know who you were talking about. Joanne puts it into action and, uh, all of a sudden the punks were getting A's. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, so... Just a couple of things. Colleen Caviello is voiced by Jamie Moyer. She's on Modern Family, AP Bio, and Parks and Rec. She was a uh, Colleen was originally voiced by uh, Larry Murphy, who does uh, Teddy's voice in uh, Spaghetti Western and Meatballs. But yeah. she didn't have really many speaking lines in that. It was more of a slow motion of her eating baked ziti. <laughs> Yeah, And her voice slowed down, so you couldn't really tell anyway. She also, by the way, was in um, Thelma and Louise, except Thelma is Linda, Mm. Um, which is, by the way, the entire name of the episode. And uh, she, you (laughs) know, is kind of the the villain um, in the bake sale in that episode, too. But go on. Anyway, so... um, so as uh, Linda is talking about um, JoJo, she mentions that this whole real punks don't flunk thing came to fruition because Joanne asked the woman who came up with the idea to breakfast. And so Linda is just thinking, if only I could go to breakfast mm-hmm. with JoJo. Mm-hmm. And um, they were asking who Joanne is. The kids were asking and... Um, uh, she says that she's she's who I want to be when I grow up. This is one of Jean's lines that I love. Jean says, I thought you wanted to be Janet Jackson when you grow up. We both do. It's true. And it's is there anything more Rob than that line? There's nothing. Yeah. By the way, uh, Jean also uses my both most and least favorite euphemism for pooping at oh, the beginning. I know. I hate that. When he says, uh, pincher of loafs. Mm. And I, it, <laughs> I think it's disgusting, so I hate it. But at the same time, the first time I read it was in a Stephen King novel. Mm. And I remember thinking, that is like such a, a, a perfectly disgusting way to describe like, like the character who said it and everything. I, was, yeah. I remember being so impressed with that ter- and thinking that Stephen King made it up. No. Um, and when Jean said it, I was like, oh, ugh. you know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's that way every time when I hear somebody say I, pinch a loaf. I really hate that term. Poop I really chat. do. <clears throat> Poop. 
Reset. <laughs> Poop. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, Joanne is super awesome. And she is voiced by Jessica St. Clair. Um, also, Jessica St. Clair was also on Parks and Rec. She was in the office, and she voiced Nancy in Zero LARP 30 on Bob's Burger. Who is Jessica St. Clair in Parks and Rec? I don't know. Oh. Trying to I just looked up the her, character. her stuff. Mm, okay. So. Um, anyway, so Joanne uses things like spirit fingers. Um, everybody's really into spirit fingers. Can we talk about spirit fingers for a minute? Yeah. I Isn't thought, that in Bring It On? Or something? movie i can't remember what movie but there is a movie where they do spirit fingers i thought for the longest time that when people called them spirit fingers that they were um using a different term for jazz hands and i was like you all can just fuck off because they're jazz hands but they're different well yeah yeah you're yeah it's totally different i know (laughs) now duh (laughs) no but is spirit fingers a thing i thought it was i thought it was created for whatever i think the i don't movies know bring it on it might have been created for bring it on but it has since become part of the y'all tell us cultural lexicon tell us has spirit fingers been a thing longer than bring it on please tell us and if you don't know what bring it on is go check it i mean it's fine you don't have to check it it's well, fine i just meant look it up yeah i've never seen bring it on so it's fine Oh, okay, cool. You know how you know how I have a thing. Like we have had many a time where we yeah. talk about ridiculous movies on this. Oh yeah, podcast. And so I don't discriminate. I love a ridiculous movie, mm-hmm. but there's something about Bring It On that it it like takes itself too seriously. I think is the problem. You either need to be a serious movie and take yourself seriously, mm-hmm. or you need to accept mm-hmm. the fact that you're a silly movie right. and there isn't really much that you can do to combine those two and bring it on tries to be too serious. Yeah. I mean, not serious. Anyway, it's fine. I got you. We don't have to talk about bring it on. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say about it because I've never seen it. So yeah. All right. Um, cool. So anyway, spirit fingers. Um, I, I don't know if they say the name of the guy that Linda is talking to. They never do. Yeah. So they, they both admire Joanne. They're both part of the PTA. And I and love like him. Us. And he's super excited um, he's like fun. <laughs> it's Lloyd. It's, it's, it's his house too. <laughs> it's time for that. Um, spirit fingers. He says are like typing quiet messages that say, yay. It's true. So how much fun. do you want that guy to just be your friend? I, I really do. Because at the end he's genuinely excited. Yeah, that His friend is on the stage. Super supportive. I'm, I'm, but kind I'm of his in. own guy at the same time. Yeah. He's not just there for Linda. Yeah. Um, so Linda's idea for the fundraiser is surfing PTA. Um, which, which is I, a really good idea. Is. I have here that I both love and hate it. Um, mainly, I love it. I love the ideas that she comes up with, that they have like a like surf music and somebody dressed as a shark because I immediately went to left, left shark. shark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, like sand in the gymnasium, which sounds awful to clean up, which Joanne talks about yeah. later on in the, in the episode. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I would, I, I would so go to that party yeah. and have shark Danae yeah. and all of that stuff. But, um, I really don't care for the beach boys. And so it just sort of made me go, nah. 
at Wait, the did, same time. Does she mention the Beach Boys? No, but Surfing USA is the Beach Boys, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But I mean, they don't. They end up yeah. having Mr. Bronca's band, which, which is, is so fucking good. Yeah, it's just like surf music, and like, it's just him like going legit amazing <laughs> surf music, and it's him making. I can't even. Yeah, you la, can't. La, la, yeah, la, la. I would listen to that. <laughs> I would. I would too. Um, do you guys remember Left Shark? <laughs> that is a that is yeah. that is a couple year old reference. I, I mean, actually, when I watched this episode, I went back and started looking up videos of Left Shark mm-hmm. and ha- when they interviewed Left Shark afterwards and like all of the stuff behind Left Shark. I so. never knew that. Like, who was in Left Shark? It was just one of her dancers. Yeah. So why was I he think- or she so bad at it? <laughs> It, he he wasn't. He was he was basically he right. Shark did a better job, is what I'm saying. All I know is that Left Shark knew that he was on a stage that was getting a lot of eyes, and he was like, "You have to have the energy. You have to go for it. You have to just like like you have to put your soul into whatever it is that you're doing." And so he fucking jammed out as Left Shark. Yeah. I just I love Left Shark. Yeah. Brittany, Brittany brings the, the, the defense hardcore for I left think, shark. I love left shark too, but I feel like you feel like right shark maybe could get a little bit of press as well. You know, I feel like right shark just did better. Here's the problem. Right shark. He, he just followed the rules too well, much. You show up, you hit your marks. You, you don't but left you don't, shark it, but you don't get remembered that way. <sighs> I mean, I mean, it's want to be remembered for that. That's like being, I don't know. That's like tan mom. Okay. It's not tan. Mom I was like, way Jesus, worse, Jen, but, uh, <laughs> poor left shark. He just was having a good time. You know what it's like? It's like when, uh, Tom Arnold and Roseanne sang the national anthem. It's not at all. It like is. That. It's not. It's not. You know why? Because the national anthem is something that should be respectfully sung. And don't this was just fucking left shark dancing to Katy Perry at the Super don't Bowl. Don't you think that Katy Perry don't. deserves respect? Katy Perry didn't mind. I, I guarantee you she did not. So anyway, left shark. That's what I thought of. Um, that's what Jen thought of too. Yep. So. Okay, go on. You, you don't come at left shark. <laughs> you don't. Leave left shark alone. That's what I'm saying though is I just want to acknowledge that left shark phoned it in. A no, little bit. No, he didn't. That's the thing. He was like totally trying to do. Okay. He says. Maybe I need to go back and watch Left Shark again. He says he was trying. I was reading an interview from him and he said that he was just like really he trying. He didn't to- look like he was trying is my point. <laughs> Maybe inside of the costume he looked more like he was trying. I think the reason why I can say this is because if you put me in a shark costume and you asked me to do any choreography i would left shark it so hard oh i know so i feel like i'm i'm in a place where i can i can uh comfortably and reasonably Jen, criticize left shark. you're comparing a professional dancer to you being put in a costume he's yeah. you would never know that, that he's says a professional something about it <laughs> okay okay can i continue now? let's finish this all right. <laughs> I'm nowhere near done, by the way. All right. Cool. So, um, 
Linda comes up with an amazing name for Linda Caviello, and it's Linda Caviello. Nope. Colleen. Colleen. Co- yes. Colleen Caviello. Hell no. Colleen Caviello. Yep. And um, Louise's response makes me laugh. That's a pretty cool name. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. Um, Joanne calls Linda and, um, after they have the meeting and she brings up surf and PTA and so she wants to have brekkie with her and Linda is freaking out because mm-hmm. holy shit, now her dreams are going to come true. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have breakfast the next morning at, uh, the muffin top. So, uh, Joanne basically says she loves Linda's ideas and she says, Hey, what if you run for... Um, treasurer against Colleen and you would be great at it because you know yeah Colleen has an accounting background but you're really good at fun stuff and uh, Linda says that she's flattered plus happy divided by gassy why did I get the bran muffin <laughs> and that's you know that's, that's just the story of my life right there it's so true uh, Joanne is a manipulator I didn't realize this as much as um as I did until I watched the whole episode and went back and saw exactly how much she set everything up from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, uh, Linda has a dream that, um, Oh, sorry. So they go out after they go to the muffin top and they, um, collect donations from various businesses in town to use to auction off as their fundraiser at the surf and PTA. And this is so they can buy science kits for the kids um, at the school, and these are really expensive science kits, and so they need to. Oh, sorry, I'm just scratching my face. Um, she had to punch her microphone to scratch her face. Yeah, it really hurts. <laughs> and uh, so basically, she's schmoozing all of these people. I guess schmoozing is not the word. She's basically um, she's manipulating. Yeah, she's she's working their heartstrings. Oh, this is for the kids, and so she gets an extra four bottles of wine from the guy at the wine shop, and a whole bunch of gift cards from a spa and all of that. So she has all of these things in the back of her car. Um, Linda realizes after um, they, they get to a meeting, they vote that they want to do surf and PTA. They vote that Linda is going to be the treasurer. And um, it all happens very fast for Linda. And she goes out to the parking lot to talk to Joanne and realizes Joanne still has a bunch of stuff that they collected for the auction in her car. And she says, oh, I'm keeping these. And, and Linda's shocked. And um, she feels guilty and, and has a nightmare that night. And I, it is the shortest nightmare, but so effective. Mm-hmm. Um, she dreams that she's talking to Joanne. And Joanne is telling her, you have to sign this contract um, to be the, the new treasurer. And Linda says, I don't have a pen. Joanne says, sign it in your blood. And then she rips her face off, uh, uh, Joanne does, and it's the devil. And Linda goes, oh, your face. And then she rips her face off again, and it's Linda underneath. And she goes, oh, my face. I I love that riff on oh, my face, which is what Linda always yells. A lot, yes. Anytime anything is happening around her, even if it's nowhere near her face, which I can totally relate to because Mm -hmm. it's like... Um, when you have solid self-esteem, uh, but also you're a little neurotic, 
Mm-hmm. You latch on to things like something's going to hit me in the face. And then your face is going to be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, so Linda decides that she really needs to talk to Joanne about it. Um, they meet up at the muffin top again, and she explains that she just doesn't feel comfortable that people in the PTA are taking things on the side. Uh, Joanne, being the manipulator she is, realizes what she's going to have to do. And so she she acts like, oh, you know, it's just I work so hard at this and I don't get paid. And it's just sometimes she's I just think I, I know. <laughs> Except that I, sometimes I feel like mom just does it out of habit, not out of actual like. Oh, yeah. No, mom has no malice. No. And Joanne wants to get shit. And so... Um, Basically, she says, I, you know, sometimes I just feel like I deserve a muffin using the, the PTA card, uh, the credit card. And so, um, of course, Linda, being the sweetheart she is, breaks down and says, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I think that we can probably figure this out. Um, and then she allows Joanne to pay for their breakfast again with the PTA card. So uh, Joanne gives her a bunch of um, invoices that she needs to sign off on, and then Linda goes home and starts working on this. Linda's not very good at stuff. She uses lowercase l's as ones and (laughs) uses commas instead of decimal points Mm -hmm. and all of that. So she's going through these, and and she's like, wow, these are really expensive uh, science kits. I wonder why these costs so much. So she searches for the science kits and realizes that, um, Joanne has paid retail for them off of a website that dun, 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 oh my God. is run by Joanne and her husband, Jojo bear productions. So she's like, Holy crap. Basically she's making money off of this mm-hmm. whole shenanigans. Um, so, Linda at first calls the PTA hotline and realizes that they only have two options, press one for car washes and two for bake sales. Mm -hmm. Um, So she comes up with a scheme to um, basically call out Joanne on her terrible behavior at the fundraiser. The fundraiser looks amazing, by Mm -hmm. the way. Just fucking incredible. And you know they made that shark costume to look like left shark. Yeah, my note actually is Colleen is left shark. (laughs) She totally is. Because there's no way that they didn't do that on purpose. No. Um, so basically, Linda gets up on the stage and um, before the auction can start and starts talking about how, oh, surprise, surprise, these uh, kits came from Joanne herself. And uh, Joanne starts saying, you can't pin anything on me. And Linda says, yes, I can. And holy crap. Colleen is in the shark costume. Mm-hmm. She is left shark. Mm-hmm. And she's had Colleen um, look over all of the invoices, all of the work that she's done, and she realizes that, I mean, they basically did an audit of several years of PTA behavior. And, oh, my God, Joanne is totally skimming off the top. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the ways in which I think this episode could have been better. And uh, they would have had to get rid of some of whatever else in order to make time for this. But how amazing would it have been if they had actually shown Linda going to Colleen's house to talk about this and them coming to a place where they decide. And yeah, that would, that would, you know, you wouldn't have the trade off of, Oh, 
it's Colleen and the shark, but that wasn't that big of a deal. Right. That's something they we could have not still have. done that. They could have still done that. They could have shown everything and not said that she was going to be in the shark costume. Right. So the reason that Colleen is in the shark costume, and this is again the friend of Linda's who we want to be our friend, who's very supportive, is talking to Bob. Bob says, why is Colleen in the shark costume? Oh, no. Um, The guy asks Bob, why is Colleen in the shark costume? And Bob says, Linda thought it would be more dramatic. And the guy goes, it so is. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Uh, But I, I love that exchange, though. There's something very elegant about the way that they just sort of riff off of each other to explain how it went down between Colleen and Linda. Yeah. First I called you and you hung up on me. Yeah. And then you left me that weird message. It wasn't that weird of a message. Everybody in my house listened to that message. It was really weird. That's the thing. It's like in this episode, which again was not my favorite episode, there were moments that that interaction was one of the most compelling things. So why did we not spend time showing that rather than some of the other things that we spent time on that weren't as interesting? Mm -hmm. I think that it's, I, I think that actually seeing that go down, hearing about it was funny seeing it go down in this case. And I'm not always a proponent of, show me instead of tell me about right. it. Cause tell me about it sometimes is really funny. Yeah. Like in this case, it was not bad. Right. You're just saying you feel like it could have been better. Right. And their interactions just bantering back and forth like that were a highlight of this episode. So you wanted more. Yeah. In a way that Linda and Joanne were not. Yeah. It just, it was kind of boring when they were together and I didn't really care about Joanne. And, and Joanne I, is a dick. Yeah. And, I didn't, you know. Yeah, I can get that. I, I totally hear that. I love how Colleen and Linda work together, but still low key hate each other. I think yeah. that that is comedy gold. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be mined there that they, they didn't do. And I think they should have. Yeah. I, I, I can kind of see where you're coming from with that. At first, I, I was like, I, I'm not going to discount your opinion. I really feel like it was really nice to see the banter. Um, they maybe have found, could have found something else to fill the space. But you're right. I feel like one of the reasons that I didn't love this episode so much is you saw too much of the interaction of Joanne and Linda. You could have maybe... Um, condensed some of those right. and gotten the same kind of impact from yeah, it. Yeah, and I was trying to think about, you know, why this episode was kind of put me off. And I think part of it is Joanne was so not likable. Like, yeah. not to the point of hating her as a villain. She just was like those people you know in real life yeah. who are just awful and you don't want to watch it, them on Bob's right, burgers. Right. I um, mean, she says a line like Linda is very excited to give her idea about the PTA fundraiser theme. And so she's going, ooh, ooh, and raising her hand. And Joanna's like, oh, Linda, get it, girl. And I just, I, I just, people who are trying too hard like that just yeah. really rub me the wrong way. And, and also, when Linda, because this isn't the first time Linda has become obsessed with someone, when Linda has become obsessed with people in the past, there have been reasons that I could get behind that I also would see, oh, I would be drawn to that person or that part of that person is interesting to me. There was nothing about Joanne that was so compelling 
they, they just didn't write her in a way that I could understand why everybody would be so obsessed with her. Right. But a lot of times when you're in groups like that, that rely so heavily on donations, mm-hmm. it can become almost sad, mm-hmm. but she does it in a way that they find like, oh, this can be really something that's respected. People actually yeah. see her pendant that says PTA and it means something. So that's the only thing I can think of why. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I Really and what course, I want to know is who ended up cleaning up the sand. It was probably Mr. Bronca. I know. Mr. Bronca, it was, uh, the name of his band is the Bleach Boys because they're all made up of janitors. Yeah, it's really good. And really, their songs are... <laughs> I sort of love them. I would buy a whole album. Yeah, and he was like, we have CDs. I can print them off in my... Does he print them off in my garage? I can't remember what he says. A couple of other things. Uh, The Bleach Boys song that comes on after Joanne's comeuppance is something like Brack would sing on Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which is probably why I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, That was something from the... uh, 90s slash early knots, you guys. So uh, Space Ghost was actually pretty groundbreaking and some of it's still really funny. So it's Brack great. particularly. Yes. Um, let's talk a little bit about Beth. Okay. So Beth is, is brought up probably, I, I want to say three times in this episode. First, um, they vote on the snack that they want for their meeting and it's either cookies or brownies and cookies wins out over brownies. And, uh, Joanne says that, you know, Beth, I know you're very passionate about your cookies. Uh, when Colleen loses the, uh, the treasury position to Linda, um, Colleen storms out and knocks over the plate of cookies in the meeting. And at one point Beth gets up. To clean up the cookies and uh, Joanne or Joanne thinks she's going to clean up the cookies. And she says, oh, thank you, Beth. Don't eat those. <laughs> Beth is eating the cookies off the floor. And oh, then Beth. And then at one point, and this is the part that really pisses me off. It was sort of like that part in Toy Story where the guy wanted the high five and didn't get it. Yeah. Beth is just standing there. She hasn't even said a line. Uh-huh. She's just standing in the audience and and. Uh, Joanne is having her fit because they found her out. And she's like, who's going to clean up the sand? You? Linda? Beth? (laughs) Beth is just standing there. I felt so bad for her. Anyway, Beth, it's fine. You can eat cookies off the floor. Aren't we all a little bit, Beth? Oh, absolutely. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, And then Colleen dancing in the shark costume in the end credits is amazing. Yes. That's all I have for that part. Yeah. I did all of mine as we went. Okay. So story, uh, the B story is, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, Teddy is trying to fix their dishwasher in the restaurant and he's struggling. So he needs to go to the uh, hardware store and he doesn't go to the big box hardware stores like Lowe's or or any of those. I can't remember what the name is, the one they, anyway, Bob goes to the the Lowe's slash Home Depot kinds Mm -hmm. of things Mm -hmm. and Teddy is aghast because you have to support local small businesses. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I agree with. Yeah, me too. Wherever possible. Uh, I'm surprised that Bob doesn't go to Mr. Kim's. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the, because the, Bob, as he points out, is himself a mom and pop. Right. <laughs> so so why don't you act like yeah. it? I'm going to the <laughs> going to the hardware store. You want to come? And so Bob says to the kids. Um, Hey, do you guys want to take a break and we'll go with Teddy to the hardware store? Because apparently he's having a really great day. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I want to point something out before I get into when they go to the hardware store. So uh, Teddy comes out of the, the back and he's like, hey, um, don't use the dishwasher yet. It's not fixed. Louise says, counterpoint, it is fixed. And Jean goes, why do we need, I mean, do we have a dishwasher? I've just been putting the dishes outside. Do you know where I went? My apartment in when I was younger, when I, no. Put, put the dishes outside? No. You don't remember when we would put the dishes out the back door because oh, yes. they smelled so bad? Yes, that's what I was talking yes, about. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I, when he said that, I was like, holy shit. We were young and wildly unsupervised. Yes. And we didn't. Like teenagers. We young. didn't. It wasn't that we were like putting them outside regularly. This plate had been left in the sink for so long. It smelled so bad. Yes. None of us wanted to deal with it, so we put it on the back porch. We we have we have referenced this a few times uh, in in this and our other podcast now defunct um, that we didn't have parental supervision for a good portion of our uh, my very early teens on um, Brittany's you know slightly older teens on. And because of that, I mean, we actually did pretty well, like, like, especially when, when I lived alone in one of the apartments when I was a teenager, I spent a lot of time cleaning because that's what I did. So it was like, it's right. not like we were foul, but also like if you don't have parents and you, and you're 15 and there's a stinky plate, you put it in the backyard. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's what we did. If we had caught it maybe a few days earlier, we probably would have washed it. But no, that thing was stank and we put it in the backyard. And I remember my friend came over and looked at it. And was like, you, you have like dishes with, with, you know, something on it in your backyard. And I said, yeah, you know, it smelled me and we put it and he, she's like, I feel like you have fat animals in your backyard. <laughs> because I also like trash mouth. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because also if, if I didn't finish the, like, like all of my food, I would just, cause there was a huge wide open field behind. Yeah, there was nothing behind. Yeah. And so I would just open the back door and I would just throw the food. We sound like hillbillies. <laughs> well, it was because the reason why I did it was because there were like birds that would eat the food. I was trying to be like nice to nature. Come get your food, Tina. We do sound like We really, honestly, we were not hillbillies. We just, just didn't like, have parents. Can you imagine living next to that right now? Honestly. No, but. Honestly, where we lived was different. It's not like we lived in a city. It's fine. I'll cut all there's, this out. There's kids, there's, no, it's fine. It's I have no shame. It's it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, there's kids are throwing the food in the backyard. <laughs> it's not like the food went like Flame. I can tell you honestly, the food did not sit in the field behind the house and rot. <laughs> I only threw stuff out there that like birds would eat. Oh my god! It's fine. It's fine. We're not oh hillbillies. God, I would never throw so food out things. my back door now. Honestly, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> anyway. We had fat animals in our backyard. That's right. It's good. Um, so anyway, that's where I went when when Jean was like, "You just I've been putting them in the back porch." Good for you, Jean. Yeah. Fat yeah. animals. Um. 
So Bob says, hey, let's take a break and we'll go to the hardware store with Teddy. And Louise says, kids love hardware stores. Can we go to the laundromat too? And We've I talked have, about the laundromat. And I have, so Jen hates laundromats. <laughs> we've talked about, I don't remember yeah. if it was this, ep- yeah. this podcast or our other one, but we've talked about our history I think with it was this one. Yeah, it was we, terrible. Yeah, it was torture. So uh, the fact that they brought up both of those things back to back, I was like, shit. How, I know this is weird, but how perfect did they draw that hardware store. It, I was noticing that. So you the, can smell it. Yeah. When you watch it, you can smell. I've, I've been in that hardware yes, store. Yes, I have too. Yeah. I think it's the hardware store in the town where we threw the food in the yes. backyard. That is exactly right. <laughs> it looks exactly like it. It does. And the part where, um, so at the, so let me just get to this part. So they go to the, the hardware let store. Let me just tell <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> okay. I'll come back to that. Let me do the L- podcast. Jennifer. Later for you. So um, they get into the hardware store and Teddy introduces um, the Belchers to first they run into uh, Mr. Kim's son, Danny. Um, He says, hey, Danny. And Danny says, hey, Todd. And he's like, oh, he calls me Todd. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's it it is the perfect um, Teddy moment because he thinks that he's so close, like so tight knit with these people and they can't remember his name. That they have a nickname for him. But they just can't remember his name. Um, And then they meet Mr. Kim and he's standing behind the counter. Uh, He is voiced by um, a member of one of the Bob's Burgers fan clubs on Facebook that we're part of. So um, he actually posted about it. He was like, I'm very excited because I actually do the voice of Mr. Kim in this episode. His name um, is, and I, I am going to try really hard to say this right, and I apologize if I get it wrong, but it I believe it's pronounced Kaisuke Hoshi, K-E-I-S-U-K-E-H-O-A-S-H-I. Is that, you think sure. that's close? Okay, Sounds cool. good. <laughs> anyway. You know I'm bad at that kind of thing. I, I, I was like, oh, that's that guy that was talking about it. It was yeah. really cool. So nice to, to see that. Anyway, so um, Bob is standing at the counter, and he's been introduced to Mr. Kim, and they don't really have a whole lot to say to each other. Teddy has already made Bob feel like an idiot because he's claiming that Bob has never been in a hardware store and doesn't know what any of the shit is. Um, obviously, Bob understands what mm-hmm. a hardware store is. Yeah. But when he's standing there at the counter, and you can see all of the shelves, and he goes, nice place you got here, all these aisles. And that's the moment when I could smell it. Yeah. It was just like the the one on the back that has yeah. the pegboard. Yes. And it's and there's a certain unique lighting yeah. in hardware stores. You know, it's fluorescent, but it's like the way they're positioned or something. It's it's hardware store lighting. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. The only thing that comes close was Radio Shack. Yes. Very That's similar. It. Very similar. Yes. Um, so Bob is standing at the counter and he notices that there is a, an open birdcage sitting there. And he makes a joke. Um, did your bird just fly away? And yes, Mr. Kim's favorite parrot has just flown away. And so he starts to cry and leaves. And Teddy is completely appalled Mm -hmm. and just humiliated that he would do this. Mortified is a good word. Thank you. Um, so the kids come up and they want to buy a PVC pipe because they're kids. Um, Bob says yes, but it counts for everybody's birthday and they leave. He calls it, uh, they call it an underwater uh, fart sound maker, Mm -hmm. which I'm pretty sure our brother 
had not just his buns, but like multiple times in our youth, he had an underwater fart sound maker. Mm-hmm. It was usually like, like, um, uh, poster board rolled yeah. up yeah. or the interior part of, uh, wrapping, wrapping paper. paper. Yep. Okay. Go on. Um, I, I, I do you remember that time that we discovered that if you, um, put a, metal slinky in your mouth and let it drop down. It sounds yes. like the Lasers. laser sounds from Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. That's Do all it, I you got. guys. That's all. You don't you can't put the you can't put the whole slinky in no, your you mouth. No, you just bite the end of one of so you're just holding like one of the teeth. circles. Mm-mm. No, just, you have to. Mm-mm. That's how just, you hear mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. Okay, fine, whatever. My, on my on my my lips. Okay, I wrap can, my lip You my put my... it on your lips like Jen or you can bite it in your teeth and then you just stand holding the coiled this is so fucking weird. And then you, um, like, you we have would, to hold it up we by would, your face we under would, your chin. Yeah, we would stand up on the um, hearth of the fireplace because you had to get up a little high, otherwise, the, the slinky would just hit the floor. This we is thought really hard about super this. expert <laughs> stuff, guys. And then you just let the, the length of the slinky expand like it does. And mm-hmm. it in your head, it sounds like the lasers from Star Wars. Go try it. I'm pretty sure we just figured out that whole Foley method that they use. They totally recorded the inside. The inside of, of somebody's head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. happened. Go try it, you guys. Lasers. Um, it was very important to talk about that. Anyway, so the the rest of the B story is basically the kids trying out a bunch of gross things with the PVC pipe and Bob trying to figure out a way to make it up to Mr. Kim because he feels so terrible about making him cry. First, he tries to send him flowers and he asks the flower shop to choose the most expensive flowers from the cheap section and they send birds of paradise, (laughs) which is terrible. Um, and this causes Teddy to lose his um, discount. And I don't know for sure if that's why, because, you know, Teddy sometimes just yeah. doesn't connect things yeah. right in his brain. Um, and then they decide that they are going to um, find Mr. Kim's parrot. So they make a lost bird flyer set. Which is so a flyer that we would have made oh, as yeah, children. For sure. So the kids basically draw your basic parrot, but then it's also wearing a top hat and roller skates and it's being propelled along by a fart cloud. Totally a land flyer. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um this doesn't work. They have a guy show up in the shop in the restaurant. Um he brings a pigeon that he says it's actually a parrot, but he's scared so he looks like a pigeon. <laughs> That sounds like something I would try to pull. Yeah. So he takes his pigeon and leaves, and and they also let him have the PVC pipe, which has become disgusting and full of, like, hot dogs and stuff. Can can we talk about how uh, brave Bob has become with pigeons? Yeah, right? He put his face right up against that box, and he wasn't even afraid of the pigeon. Yeah. Why was he afraid of pigeons? You don't remember the episode where he believed that he lived the movie, The Birds, and he was terrified. Oh, right. It was the B story. I can't remember what the A story was in that Mm -hmm. episode, but the B story was where the pigeon was in the cafe, and uh, Teddy and Linda were trying to get it out. He was up on the TV and everything. Yeah, and at the end... The most he's he's having a bath with the pigeon because he has gotten over his fear, right? And he looks like a barrister. The pigeon does because yeah. he's put bubbles on his head and he looks like he's wearing a wig. Yes. And the end credits are is this amazing uh, song about the pigeon with mm-hmm. Bob's voice saying, 
guilty as charged as the the pigeon being the barrister. Oh, I wish I could it. remember. I, I I'll look it up there's afterwards. There's something but very. I can't remember what um, the A story was in that episode. There's something very Bert, um, like Ernie and Bert. Yeah. about that. Yeah. Bert from Sesame Street's really into pigeons, you guys. Yeah. So, um, I always thought it was a little weird how much he was into pigeons. Yeah. But you whatever know. you're into, sure. Um, I I actually wrote down the line here. PSA, parrots look like pigeons when they're scared. (laughs) Remember that. that. Um, I think that was it. Yeah. At the end, it turns out that Bob and the kids go to get a a bird for Mr. Kim, as well as Teddy does. They meet up there. And I just have to say that Teddy's bird is better. Teddy has bought Mr. Kim a bird because he wants to get his discount back. So they fight to go in and give their birds first. And it turns out that Mr. Kim has found his original parrot. So Teddy's bird is my favorite though as well. It's this beautiful orange and yellow Mm -hmm. and yeah, I love birds. Both Jen and I are very fond of birds. I would never own a bird. Um, First of all, they're very um, untidy pets Mm -hmm. Um, oh, because dogs are just so tidy. I know. But <laughs> for me, having a dog that can't eat certain things and then a bird in the same house yeah. where it could kick bird seed down and the dog mm. could get it, it's mm-hmm. stuff like that that's, yeah. that's very difficult. Plus, there's something about just watching them be birds and not in a cage that is the reason that I love them yeah. so much. So, like, I can identify pretty much any bird that is in my backyard. I know... Most of the birds that are in the populated city areas of Salt Lake City and a lot of them up in the mountains as well, because I'm just obsessed. I think it's an old person thing. I just I hit a point in my mid 20s where I was like, and I'm 60. Well, there. Yes. I mean, you and me both. Uh, We were pretty much 60 from the time we were kids. It's true. We've never been young. Um, There is something soothing about birds just going about their daily lives. Mm -hmm. Like as I have had this intense depression that I've been suffering through and anxiety. Um, the other day I was going out to my car to drive to work. I opened my garage door and I have a planter, um, in my front yard that, uh, is basically the barrier between my driveway and the driveway of the person who lives next door to me. And there was this little bird in the planter gathering up little sticks and various things I assume to take to a nest, or I, I don't know if birds do other things, but the way in which the bird was carefully selecting the items I and know, then man. holding what, what it had already selected in its beak and then looking around and it was kind of, you know how birds can kind of seem skittish Mm -hmm. in this case, the bird just seemed like totally at ease and it was just like, and I'll take that one and And Oh, look at these over here. And I realized I stood there and watched that bird for probably two full minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time until you think about standing Mm. at the you know, behind your car, and just people watching are a like, bird. The fuck is going on with Jen? <laughs> it was so soothing. I I love. Um, I miss having the floor to ceiling windows in my house so that I could see the little garden that was in the front because the quail that would come and hang out in that yeah. garden. We had reflective covering on the outsides of the windows so that I could get right against those windows as long as I was quiet. They did not know I was there mm-hmm. and they would fucking just do their thing with their goofy little feathers. And I just, I love them so much. For some reason, 
quail tend to come and kick it on the roof of the room that we're recording in. Mm. And you can see it. You can see the roof of this room from the couch in oh, my house. Oh, that's nice. And I'll just sit there and I'll just watch. And I don't know what it is about the roof of this particular part of the house. Maybe it gets warm. But they're just up there and they just walk around and hang out. No, And their babies are the cutest fucking mm. babies ever. Except hummingbird babies. Mm. That that little hummingbird nest that Mark had at his house mm-hmm. with the little Tic Tac mm-hmm. eggs in it. So cute. This has been Bird Chat with Jen and Bird Brittany. Bird Chat. Um, end credits. <laughs> the end credits for um, this episode, as I mentioned before, features um, uh, left shark dancing in the background. It's actually Colleen. You can mm-hmm. see she doesn't have the head of the costume on. She does a cartwheel and everything. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Bronca from the Bleach Boys, mm-hmm. um, he's singing along and then the roller skating, farting parrot Love with it. the top hat goes by at the bottom. And that really makes the yes, whole thing. It really does. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was trying to take notes on voice actors while that was going on. And Chris is like, no, you have to stop and yeah. rewind it and yeah. look at this. Yeah. So really good. So I, you're right. It, it wasn't the strongest episode. Um, it even, was still worth the time to watch it. Right. It more wasn't, than once. It wasn't the strongest even of this season, but there were so many little nuggets in it that I really, really loved. And again, I loved the fact that I was able to see how excited one of the voice actors was to have been involved in an yeah. episode that was oh, just yeah. very, very lovely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just not going to be one of my go-tos is really what it mm. comes down to. It's yeah. not that it's... Because ba- it, it's not a bad episode. It's no, just... It's not... Um, so that's it. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So next time we will talk about, um, yes, without my Zeke. Yes. We absolutely have to record before I leave because I, (laughs) I will be damned if I leave this state without us finishing this season. Well, you don't leave for two weeks, right? Well, our track record is not fantastic. Let's, let's shoot for this weekend. Yes. That okay. would be great. All right, you guys. Well, again, thank you so much for hanging in. Yes. Thank we you, love you so much for still listening, for still sending us messages, for still interacting with us on social media. It's incredible that you guys are hanging in and listening to this stupid little podcast that we do. It's not you guys suck. Um, I think <laughs> I I think it. Um, thank you a lot for your very supportive words about my dog as well. I was feeling yes. very very bummed out. Um, I've had um, people uh, say before, it's just a dog. She's she is my family member, and people yes. were very very kind about that. So thank you. I yes. appreciate that very much. And that's All it. Right. Okay, guys. Kay. We love you. We love you too. Have a good time. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Okay. okay bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Pod's Burgers. Our theme song is No Smoking by the Blue Dot Sessions. <laughs> <laughs>